Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. The trees did not disappoint this season. And now we get to enjoy the biggest and best international wine, beer, and food festival in the Midwest. It comes to Grand Rapids soon. Treetops Resort has been updating and improving to make your next visit to Gaylord even better. Port Huron is the place to be for shoreline beauty and maritime heritage. And it's time to add destination downriver to your Detroit visitation plan. We travel Michigan next where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling, let's go traveling, let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. I sure have enjoyed these fall colors that we have had uh, popping up all over the state. And now it's time to kind of move on because most of those leaves are down on the ground now. And it's time to kind of head indoors for some of these seasonal favorite activities. And we're going to start out today's program with one of the biggest and best indoor autumn season events in West Michigan. It's the Grand Rapids International Wine, Beer, and Food Festival. And to tell us all about that, let's bring in Dawn Baker. Dawn is the festival manager, and she is with Showspan. Dawn, good to have you on the program. Great to be here. And like you, I am so ready for some of these annual fall events. Um, and excited to be back with the Grand Rapids International Wine, Beer, and Food Festival. Yeah, we, One of the um, we've been looking largest in it. the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely true. Well, you know, before we go into the event itself, let's uh, learn a little bit about Showspan. Uh, many people are probably hearing that term for the first time. Uh, tell us what Showspan is, what you guys do. Well, we produce consumer shows, and those are different than trade, just that our um, perspective is for the patron. So as we put together the Wine, Beer, and Food Festival, or the Auto Show, or the Grand Rapids Travel and RV Show, um, we are putting something together for the consumer to be able to come and shop in a large way. So things that are side by side, right? If you're a sports enthusiast, you'd like to see all things hunting, and maybe that includes ATVs and, and fishing. And so you come to an event that is based on a lifestyle that you embrace, golf, uh, you see not just golf destinations, um, you will see golf packages available and golf, golf equipment, golf enthusiasts, there'll be lessons. And so we take lifestyles and then we plan an event around those um, that really highlights things that that attendee or that patron, that consumer would be interested in. So I love that the thing here at Showspan that we work with is really... Um, uplifting and encouraging and providing a great face-to-face -face marketing opportunity for local businesses but also um, you know we stretch beyond Michigan borders and so you get a really great way if you're an enthusiast or if there's a lifestyle that you embrace you get a great way to really bring that in 
to prepare for that season, whether it's boat season or season at the cottage or um, season, you know, at the cabin, whatever it might be, you're like getting a couple months ahead, preparing, getting the equipment you need, starting back in lessons, that sort of thing. It's I love what we do. Well, and almost all, all the things that you do are at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids, but you do a, a couple of other shows around the state. And what I love about what you do is exactly, as you mentioned, these consumer shows and not the uh, trade shows. Uh, mm-hmm. And for those who don't attend trade shows, those are basically conferences, conventions that so many business people attend. I go to way too many of them, <laughs> and I'd rather go to your shows. So let's let's talk about uh, the, be, the big uh, Grand Rapids International Wine, Beer, and Food Fest. You know, we have a, a lot of beer festivals. We have a lot of wine festivals. I think this is the only one that kind of mixes everything along with food. Yes, yes, it does. So, you know, I'm just going to circle back, Dave, real quick. The reason why you love consumer shows is because they're about you. And and, and then I want to come back to the Wine, Beer, and Food Festival. And what we try to do is to make it about you. So we want to have such a great variety of beverage choices, food choices, some entertainment to kind of make that even more fun. And and you want to visit what's important to you. So yes, if you like beer, or maybe you really love meads, those are harder to find, right? Or, or maybe you're maybe uh, a boater and you want to have all things that are canned, uh, or maybe you are really connoisseur of finer things. And so you're looking for the top shelf products, whether it's whiskeys or bourbons or wine. What we try to do at the Wine, Beer, and Food Festival is bring together products um, from all over the globe and allow you to have this incredible tasting room experience that is based on your own palate. Well, and and you mentioned all over the globe. A lot of these shows feature, you know, Michigan uh, made products, which I love, by the way. But it's nice to, to see some of the other products and taste some of the other products that are from around the world. So does that mean that uh, there is like tasting there are tasting opportunities, or is this all demonstrated products that you purchase there? It's absolutely a tasting experience. So we want it to be um, something that you can enjoy and plan on coming, you know, to eat and drink. Okay, so even um, if you don't maybe enjoy alcoholic beverages, we want to make sure you know this festival is for you too. There are so many non-alcoholic offerings that are um, really rising to the top. And then we want to feature those. We want to feature the things that you like, but we want you to be able to taste them. And so in order to do that, we want our samples to be smaller so that you can enjoy almost a progressive experience, whether it's the food or the beverage that you can try a lot of different things and move throughout the floor plan to not just start with maybe what you like, but then try things that you haven't or that are recommended by an expert that might be there and say, hey, if you really like Pinot Grigio, then you're gonna wanna go try this product. This is this is something that's new on the market or this is top shelf, it's not available everywhere. Well, it sounds um, fantastic and it's coming up the 19th and 20th of November at DeVos yes. Place. Now is the website showspan.com? Actually, go to Grand Rapids, Internet, well, let's make it shorter. Sorry, Dave. GRWineFestival.com. GRWineFestival.com is a website, and we want to thank Dawn Baker for being with us today. We're going to head up north, do a little golfing like Dawn was talking about next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org.
Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. You've heard me say it before and I'll say it again. I love traveling at this time of the year, especially to these places that offer spectacular big vistas to see the views. And one of the best ways you can see fall color is to go to places that maybe you don't think about at first. Places like golf courses that have these big open areas and then uh, they're uh, they're surrounded by forests and i know you know much of the state has already had all the fall color and there's still a little bit of color out there so we'll see if we can see a little color in this next area we go to but even if we can't we can still enjoy the vast beauty from the treetops yes we're heading to gaylord michigan to treetops resort and bringing in barry owens the uh, general manager i've lost track of your title barry uh, i don't even know what it is what is that We'll go with that. That works. It works. You bet. You get the idea. Well, Barry, you know, you've done so much good for that resort and for the community and for the entire state, for that matter, in the work that you've done for the travel industry. But let's talk about Treetops Resort, some of the uh, the neat things that have been happening over there, because uh, this last year or so, you really used a lot of this time to continue to host a lot of people to have a really good time, but you've also invested a lot into the property. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure, Dave. Always a, always a pleasure to be on your show, um, so thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, throughout the year, some of the, the tangible things that you can see coming in, um, you know, we re repaved the majority of our roads this summer, um, so it's just a fresh, uh, fresh clean look. Um, also, all new resort signage as you're coming in, you know, directional signage and road signs and, um, you know, helping people get around because, uh, you know, like uh, like a lot of places, we're a little spread out, so it's, uh, it'll just make it easier for people to navigate. And uh, and then we're, uh, we're wrapping up the, the PACE loan, which was improvements of uh, just about $3 million, and a lot of them, you know, making us... Uh, more of a green property, improving our, uh, or reducing, I should say, our energy footprint. Um, a lot of heating and cooling items, um, insulation, uh, doors, windows. Um, uh, as we speak right now, we're putting a new roof on our convention center, um, which is which is going to be pretty neat. It's actually going to be a green roof. And when I say green, I mean the color green, but it's also <laughs> extremely energy efficient. But then it's going to have our logo on it, too, which is will be neat. Um, I think everybody's probably seen it when you, you fly somewhere and you look down and you see somebody, a big logo on somebody's building. So, um, so the... Uh, the beautiful treetops logo will be on each side of that building so um so that's neat but um you know the the real things are kind of pointing towards this winter uh, we're we're been hot and heavy here for a few months now uh one of the most popular things at all of treetops is tubing um and we call it extreme tubing which it is extreme tubing yes it is <laughs> yeah I know it's, uh, I've joked many times that one of my favorite things is if I'm having a, a day I just want to get away from um, everything, I'll go stand by the tubing hill in the wintertime and you got to go at the top of the hour because that's when the session starts and Dave, you get to listen to guys like our age scream like 12 year olds going down the hill the first time. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been like it that uh, it, it's so much fun but it's pretty exciting too. 
It is. So um, we're doubling the size of our tubing hill. Um, we're adding snow making and uh, additional lighting there. And then we're uh, installing a magic carpet that will bring all the tubers up the hill. Um, so, you know, everybody loves to go down the hill, but um, people will enjoy coming up the hill on the, uh, on the magic carpet too. And then um, the real biggie that we're... Um, super uh, excited about for this winter is is um, we're increasing our snow making by over a hundred percent yeah needless to say it's uh, you know the weather continues to be a bit more fickle um, here and particularly in the the winter time and snow making and uh, or natural snow and things like that so this is going to allow us to open sooner, get to 100% open sooner, um, stay open longer, you know, make snow throughout the course of the season and uh, and really preserve our uh, ski hill for everybody coming up to be able to to truly enjoy what we have to offer, you know, all the time that we're open. So, oh, nice. Um, that, yeah. All that's really great to hear. Um, you know, and the magic carpet for people who aren't skiers or boarders or whatever, you may not know. It's kind of like an escalator where you just stand there. And in this case, you'll stand there, you know, with your, your inner tube with you. And it'll just kind of, you know, pull you up. It's, it's really convenient, very easy. Anybody can do it. Yeah, and there's actually, uh, believe it or not, on this tubing hill, there's actually rails on it that you can kind of hold on to, you know, wow. because it's a it's a pretty steep hill you're coming yeah. up. So some people can will just sit down, and some people can stand. Um, but uh, you know, for the skiing part, and we put in a magic carpet last year for our beginner area. It's uh, it's critical for the young kids to learn how to ski because they're not. They're not strong enough to hold on to the rope toe. Yeah. Well, and I'm, um, I'm, you know, that that's cool to hear about all those improvements for, you know, winter. It's going to be here before you know it. And uh, I'm also, you know, I think I told you this. Last time I was at the property, I, I drove in and I thought, man, what a different feel. Even, you know, little things, you don't think of them as really major, but little things like a new sign and, um, you know, the, the wonderful you know, fresh pavement all over the place really add to the the feeling of the property. It's just really uh, this high-end feeling. And then you put so many dollars into the uh, the hotels and such. I, I just, I'm, I'm so impressed with what you've done there. And I'm looking forward to uh, this coming winter, uh, what we're going to be able to do all together. Let's talk about, you know, this time of the year, we're in the kind of that transition time. Most of the fall color is is you know behind us and the, uh, the the winter's snow really hasn't started yet but it's really a great time just to kind of come to the course courses and just look at that beautiful view from the treetops yeah it really is and it's funny you know in your lead-in you talked about the treetops and everything else and you know some a lot of people don't know that um, that's how we got our name and actually you know our first golf course here was designed by Robert Trent Jones senior who's designed hundreds of courses you know prior to his passing and um, the current owner at the time was trying to figure out what to name the property it was called Sylvan Resort for the longest time but he wanted to to brand it differently and they were standing on the sixth hole of the uh, masterpiece looking over the Pigeon River Valley and uh, and Mr. Jones looks at Mr. Melling and says, that's what you should call this place. And he, Mr. Melling goes, what? And he goes, call it treetops. It's all you can see from up here. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you know, branding is that simple and that difficult. Yes. The things yes. that are the most obvious tend to be um, what you should really uh, you really emphasize when it comes to your branding. So you've you've certainly figured that out. Those views are really stunning. I had a couple of opportunities this year to golf at Treetops Resort. Uh, really enjoyed it. But every time I'm there, I just I'm in awe of the beauty. What's the valley that it looks over? Pigeon River Valley. Pigeon River Valley. Well, it's it's one of my favorite things about. Uh, Treetops Resort is just simply the the natural beauty around it. You're going to enjoy all the new amenities, all the um, improvements the Treetops Resort has gone through as well. And there have been so many changes to Gaylord, uh, improvements to Gaylord this last couple of years as well. A lot of new restaurants and such. Uh, how's your your restaurant going on property? It's going well. It's yeah. going well. You know, it, it, notwithstanding the the challenges that we all face in regards to. You know, to to uh, labor and different things like that. But uh, all in all, um, we've done well. So it's um, staff is uh, staff has been incredible. I mean, it's it, the staff is a smaller number, but um, you know they're more committed than ever. And uh, you know, people have really uh, pitched together and um, uh, made things happen for our guests that ha that come here. So I'm always telling everybody when you're out there, uh, just remember that the people who are working are working their tails off. So remember that when tipping time comes. Hey, we're out of time, Barry. I just want to thank you for joining us today and encourage people to look into Treetops Resort by going to the website treetops.com. And our thanks to Barry Owens for being with us today. We're going to head to that Blue Water area next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. And as we have been saying uh, during the fall season, boy, there's nothing like traveling around Pure Michigan, really at any time of the year, if you ask me. Because there's always something beautiful to see around that next corner. There's always something interesting to discover in the next place you go to. And when was the last time that you checked out the Thumb region of Pure Michigan? For whatever reason, and I think it's because maybe because there's no major highway going through there, it's one of the um, the least visited areas of the state. And, and I tell you, I think it has some of the most interesting, beautiful destinations and places to visit uh, that are really interesting along the way, including the lovely town of Port Huron and that entire Blue Water Coast. So let's find out what's happening at this time of the year by bringing in Katie Stepp. She's the marketing manager of the Blue Water Area Convention Visitors Bureau. Katie, it's great to have you on the show. Hi there. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, you bet. Uh, now, um, we have had a pretty busy summer and uh, you know, pretty busy fall as we make this transition now into this next season. A lot of people are going to be going indoors, but there's still some, some fun outdoor experiences. In addition to just enjoying those freighters go by, which is pretty cool in Port Huron and yes. in that region, um, I, I know that birding's really big in that area as well. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, winter birding is huge in this area because um, all of those inland lakes and rivers have are freezing up. They're going to freeze up for the winter. And the St. Clair River, the larger lakes, lake, lower Lake Huron, will stay 
um, unfrozen. So a lot of the birds will migrate to that area uh, to get to fresh water. So it's a really big area uh, for seeing like diving ducks, um, long-tailed ducks, all these different kind of really beautiful birds that you may not normally see throughout the year. And they'll come over into this area by the hundreds. And Michigan Trails and Greenway Alliance did a really neat video if you're into birding, specific to winter birding. And they chose the Blue Water River Walk in downtown Port Huron because it's unique in the fact that it's it's in this urban area, but there's so much nature right in this section of it. So there's a video, you can see it. Um, we have it posted on our website at bluewater.org. And if you click on the trails for the birding trails, you can watch this video and it teaches you all about, you know, birding in that area. And also they've observed 88 species in the area. Wow, well, I'm, I'm certainly not like an official birder, so to speak, but I really do like to, uh, you know, kind of pay attention, I guess, to the birds as I'm hiking out there and checking out uh, various um, coastal areas because, um, you know, the way the birds migrate, they look for those coasts. I think they get like an updraft that kind of makes it easier. And of course, they want to stay close to the shoreline unless they, just in case they need to land. So yes. your area is one of those areas that's really pretty, pretty cool for birding. And, and I know that, uh, you know, they're making their, you know, their flight south. So then now's the time to check it out. You know, and Katie, I kind of, I didn't mean to diminish the thought of uh, coming to the area to see the freighters because this, just like the birds going south, those ships are, are getting ready for the season to end pretty soon. And they're trying to, to haul as much as they can. Where are the areas that people uh, are best to stand to watch the freighters go by? Well, I think your closest spots are going to be anywhere along the St. Clair River and the Thumb Coast. Uh, we have uh, ship watching areas as well listed on our website because that's a very common question and we'll get the ships until about mid-January or so. We'll still get some that are heading over maybe just to the Canadian um, companies or along the down here if they're not heading up through the Sulaks. But watching the ships is, is definitely a, a big um, pastime, a favorite pastime, and in the winter it's beautiful as they're coming through these giant sheets of ice and you're seeing the birds with it and it, it's beautiful, but yeah, there's a lot to see. Um, the narrowest point is actually, I believe, at the Blue Water Bridge. It's only 800 feet across, so you're really, really close. Yeah, just watching the uh, the traffic there, both car traffic and uh, the ships go through there. It's pretty yes. cool. And I know your conference center has a great view and there's a beautiful full uh, kind of grassy area uh, where there are some seats there and you can just kind of watch it from that area and of course many other areas along the shoreline so it's a cool thing to do now um, you know a lot of people are going to start heading indoors it's just getting cooler now uh, unlike me people like to head indoors and kind of stay warmer so you have your beer wine and spirits tour that I, I would suppose offers both an indoor and outdoor type experience yeah, a lot of the companies, you know, after this past year or two, um, have developed a lot of outdoor spaces with warming areas, which is really nice. And a lot of them will follow suit with that again um, through the colder months where you can have that indoor-outdoor experience. The Thumb Coast Beer, Wine, and Spirits Tour is fairly new for us. We have 17 locations on there heading all the way up through the Thumb. Um, there's some neat places like uh, distilleries and um, war waters in Port uh, in St. Clair is, is a really popular one where 
those are all on there and we have this wet your whistle challenge which is kind of neat so if you can visit 12 of those 17 locations and um, send us a receipt that you just went there we have a form online you fill out send it to us and we'll get you a free overnight stay so it's kind of neat fun stuff wow that, that's a pretty cool thing so what do they do they kind of like take a picture of the receipt and email you or or how's that process yeah they could just email at us as long as they're visited at least 12 of them and you can do it within a year's time so we're not saying oh yeah visit all 12 of these or 17 locations in like a night that would be pretty ambitious mm. but um you can do it throughout a year's time come back and keep visiting us and every time you go check out a new one keep your receipt and yeah send it to us with this form that you fill out and yeah free hotel and of course that uh, whole list of the tour locations at bluewater.org as well yes now, when I think of your area, I always think of that beautiful lighthouse and the museums all throughout the region uh, because it really is uh, really cool to think about the maritime heritage in the Blue Water area. And of course, the rest of the history it has really fascinating history. Uh, and a lot of uh, the museums offer special activities for kids. Uh, anything in particular that families should be looking for this time of year? Yeah, the Port Huron Museums has a wonderful new interactive kids exhibit at the Carnegie Center, which is in right downtown Port Huron. It's called Discovery City Children's Exhibit, and it is it's so much fun. It's geared for the younger kids, maybe that two to nine-year-old range, and it's something for them to go do on those colder days, um, a rainy day, and they can still get out, stretch their legs, have some fun. Uh, they got little um, exhibits throughout the whole thing as far as markets and a play area where you can dress up like you're in the theater and a Thomas Edison where you can invent stuff area. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, I bet it is. Well, I, I really love the, uh, you know, just the thought about uh, the heritage of the region because, you know, we mentioned shipping, that that maritime heritage is, is just such an enriching experience. All along the thumb, from Port Huron all the way to Bay City, I think it really offers um, a, a lot of really cool experiences. If all you do is go from lighthouse to lighthouse, which I've done, it's really cool. And the drive through that region is really beautiful as you go from little town to little town. Yeah, we have um, a lot of little beautiful shoreline communities along the way. And as you're heading into this holiday season, they all are offering a really unique um, small town, crispy holiday, whatever you're celebrating feel. And they do a wonderful job with it. Like, a, you know, they'll have a horse parade in Lexington and the Santa parades and all that. We'll have all that listed as for events on there if you're looking for that small atmosphere. But as far as the lighthouses go, yes, we have 10 of them listed on our website. Um, one of them in particular is not technically listed as a lighthouse. It's down at Colony Tower. It's called down in uh, the Algonac Clay area. It never, it, for the longest time, didn't have its actual LED light, but it was recently a new light was put back in. So we're sort of working on that to make it really an official lighthouse again. But yes, 10 of the lighthouses all the way up the coast. Uh, you can check out Michigan's oldest lighthouse during the holiday season through Port Huron Museums. They'll offer a candlelight tour of that lighthouse. And then they have a trolley that will take you around and show you the lights in the city. Now that would be cool to think about uh, visiting that and kind of like a candlelight tour rather than the kind of regular lighted um, yeah. visitation mm -hmm. that, that would really bring you back to the thought of what it must have been for those light keepers that long ago and that being the oldest lighthouse in the region that's that's pretty special pretty special place to visit 
Yes, it is. It's beautiful, and it's right at the um, right at the bridge area. So you've got some pretty scenic views of seeing Lower Lake Huron, and then the Saint Clair River as well, and then freighters going by. Well, I'm already looking forward to my next visit to Port Huron and the entire Blue Water area. My last visit, I was able to get into uh, one of the craft beer places downtown, Port Huron checked out uh, what's happening along the river there there are so many cool reasons to visit the region and, and port huron will keep you busy if that's the only community you visit so check it out for more information where do we go which website bluewater.org bluewater.org is the website to uh, learn all about your next visit to the Blue Water area, including Port Huron. So, Katie Stepp, thank you so much for being with us today. And, you know, we've enjoyed our uh, thoughts about heading down uh, that part of the river. We're going to check out Destination Downriver, as in south of Detroit, next, here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We've been discovering what it's like at this time of the year to travel all around Michigan. We were just, of course, talking about that Port Huron and that shoreline region through the thumb. It's one of the kind of lesser visited places in the state. And you might find this surprising, but in the Detroit area, Detroit is our number one visited area in all through the state. I don't really think that's too surprising because of all the sports and culture and food and interesting things that go along there. But just to the south, or I suppose to the southwest, is an area that we describe as the Downriver area. And there have been some uh, really great folks who have branded that area Destination Downriver because it also offers a really great experience for travelers. So let's find out about that area by bringing in Ron Henricks. Ron is the, uh, are you president CEO of, uh, describe your organization. I was, it's a long, long word. Yeah, it, it is, Dave. It is a long word, and it's a, it's quite a mouthful. And I've over the past five years, I've gotten used to saying it. Um, but thank you so much for having me on today. And it's I'm the president and CEO of the Southern Wayne County Regional Chamber. So we are Downriver and Southern Wayne County's premier business organization, representing and advocating on behalf of small businesses, large corporations, nonprofits, and all of our amazing municipalities that make up the Southern Wayne County and Downriver region. Uh, that There you go. And so the website, uh, I'm going to mention it later, is the website swcrc.com then? It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And we also have, and I know we're going to be talking about destination downriver but in addition to swcrc.com we have a landing page for our destination downriver uh, coalition and campaign and that is destinationdownriver.com well and that's really important because people are going to want to go to especially that destinationdownriver.com to find out what's happening in this collection of communities it's it's quite a unique coalition that you've put together because of this it's, i guess it's a challenge when you are right in the backyard of uh, the big guy detroit mm-hmm. and in all that the detroit offers but you have this collection of small towns that offer so much both to live work and play or all of those things so why don't you describe that downriver area for us 
Yeah, thanks, Steve. Um, you know, and you bring up a really good point. Um, a, a few years ago, what we did was uh, we had at, at one of our chamber board of director meetings, uh, one of our board members stood up and said, hey, you know, how, how do we promote the unique treasures and really share the the phenomenal story, uh, frankly, that we have in the Downriver communities. And, and historically, Downriver has been seen as more of a Rust Belt community, really heavy industry, uh, you know, along the Detroit River shoreline. Um, but but uh, frankly, over the past several years, we have truly reclaimed uh, a lot of the shoreline area and, and really throughout the entire region uh, and many of its natural resources and, and destination Downriver, we call it has truly become a remarkable destination, not just for travel and tourism, but also for uh, raising your family, uh, starting a business, a uh, you know, great place for a lot of land for development and access to railway, railways and uh, roadways and waterways, of course, deep water ports and a lot of great things uh, that truly make Downriver a great place for economic development and kind of your daycation destination. So our group came together. Uh, we formed a coalition of different municipalities, nonprofit organizations, uh, and a lot of great nonprofits in our region, Dave, uh, including the, the uh, North America's only international wildlife refuge, the, the International Wildlife Refuge, uh, here right along the, the shoreline of the Detroit River. Uh, but we, we uh, really brought together a phenomenal coalition that has done a great job promoting the unique and treasured uh, story and history uh, and just all the great things that, that are here, right here in Destination Downriver. And I got to tell you, Dave, this truly is Southeast Michigan's unforgettable coast. Well, you know, as I mentioned, uh, I, I spend so much time in Detroit, I guess I really hadn't thought about that area up until a couple of mm -hmm. years ago when you and others introduced me to the region, and I fell in love with the area because it really is a, it's a jewel of the area. And you also mentioned that in the past it was really thought of as being mostly a manufacturing area. You still have manufacturing, mm -hmm. but some of those plants that went away long ago, you've reclaimed that land and you're using it for, for other in, in other ways. Yeah, we have. Um, there's a lot of exciting things coming up, but I'll tell you, uh, just kind of the, give, give our listeners maybe a visual of what our region looks like. We're really the region that's, that's really formed by three major waterways, and that is the Detroit River on the uh, east, the Rouge River on the north, and the Huron River along our southern border, and that makes up 100 miles of shoreline that are each environmentally transformations with huge numbers of waterfowl and fish coming back to our area, including eagles and, of course, sturgeon and game fish and water birds. And a lot of people don't realize that the Downriver region is actually home to a, a, a major um, fishing tournament every every year, and it's it's quite incredible to see all the uh, fishermen and fisherwomen coming in, you know, th uh, in, in in April of every year uh, to have this you know major tournament. Uh, the other key thing is, Dave, is that we have seven thousand acres, seven thousand acres of parklands. That includes four metro parks with the Huron Clinton Metro Parks Authority, Wayne County Parks, and local community parks uh, that are concentrated right here in the Downriver region, and uh, that. Really Really includes a robust trail system uh, of many different trailways and waterways. Kayaking is huge throughout Downriver. Uh, you definitely got to come visit. Just a phenomenal place to have that special vacation that everyone's been looking for. Well, if people are looking for an example of uh, what uh, preservation really is all about, they mm -hmm. they really need to learn more about how those rivers have been cleaned up in the last several decades because 
because yes. man, some of them, the Rouge was that was in horrible shape. And to see what has been done to reclaim it for nature and for our recreational purposes and for clean water, it's pretty pretty astounding. Now, you represent I don't know eighteen communities. Yeah, so that's uh, that's it's it's unique uh, with the Southern Wayne County Regional Chamber. We actually we consider the Southern Wayne County region 21 communities including a couple or a few western wayne wayne county communities like belleville van buren sumter township but the downriver region itself most would consider that 18 communities and that's from huron uh, township and romulus in the far west all the way to the detroit riverfront communities um, you know river rouge ecourse wyandotte riverview all the way down to trenton gibraltar grozeal and others uh, but one thing i did want to mention dave is we, we really talk about uh, you know, economic development and, and kind of re-imagining re, uh, uh, what our Detroit Riverfront um, communities look like. Uh, and we're really excited here, Dave, and this plays a big part in Destination Downriver, and that is with the help of some of our state legislators like Tulio Liberati from Allen Park, we were able to secure $400,000 in the state of Michigan fiscal year 2022 budget specifically for economic development programs along the riverfront in Downriver along the Detroit River. So that's going to play a huge role in uh, attracting jobs and developers and talent to our region and really continuing our strong efforts to reclaim the Downriver, I'm sorry, the Detroit Riverfront Communities. Yeah, well, now we only have about a minute, Ron, but uh, give us a quick little glimpse uh, about some of the cool reasons to visit the area. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I mentioned a lot of them that a lot of people probably don't realize, including the parks, the parks and the, the trailways. Um, I mentioned kayaking is huge, and a lot of people may or may not realize that, but you can actually come down here and visit the Downriver Linked Greenways website and plan a day trip in Downriver to, uh, to kayak along the Huron River, to visit some of our uh, great restaurants and retail locations that are along the, the uh, you know, the rivers here. Uh, Flat Rock, for example, is a phenomenal destination and there's actually a great location um, at water street tacos where you can actually uh, launch your kayak you can have lunch there at water street tacos or station 24 in downtown flat rock uh, and really visit some of the cool retail shops along along the huron river and many others it, it's a phenomenal day uh, daycation as just i mentioned kinda, just kind of goes on and on and on it's a great it place destination yeah. downriver the website destination downriver.com and that's all the time we have for Travel Michigan. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go travel Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.